You're listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's premier source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio plays. Before we begin tonight's story, we would like to deliver you this word from one of our sponsors. You've all heard the news, so it's no surprise to you to learn that one of the most exciting discoveries in the history of environmental science is about to be exposed. But what you didn't know is that the new discovery could be worth millions for you. That's right, folks, Marty's Casino is now hosting a betting night for the Melted Glacier Discovery. At 8 p.m. next Tuesday, scientists will be announcing what the strange black round objects that were discovered in Iceland after the Solheim Yoko Glacier melted are. Come to Marty's Casino and place your guess and you could end up being a millionaire. Is it plant life? A new type of mineral? If you think you know, put your money where your mouth is at Marty's Casino today. And now it's time for Hyper Nocturnal, an eight-part sci-fi horror story. Tonight's episode, episode five, The Song of the Infinite. In last week's episode, the crew of the Macedonia escaped from a strange dimension where time moved in a rhythm. They then found themselves in a volcanic landscape in the presence of Humbaba and a giant mass known as the Black Curtain. This week's episode begins on that volcanic landscape. He looks injured. He is. What is the light? It is. My spirit essence escaping. Soon, I will succumb to nothingness. Someone stand closer to him. I cannot hear what is being said. I will. Wait, is this safe? This guy tried to possess us. Like, tried really hard to possess us. I don't think he's in any position to possess us now. You. You are the one I almost claimed. Yes, but you failed. (laughs) Indeed. Failed in more than a single perspective. The Challenger has claimed the ship, and now my essence quickly drains from me. He must be talking about Monroe. Yes. Who is Monroe? His name, what is his true name? Marchosius. Marchosius. Of course. Who is that? He... uh, He's a powerful marquee in hell. Or at least what we thought was hell. The wolf we saw on the ship. That's what threw me. 
he was recorded as normally appearing as an ox. But yes, now that I think back, I suppose there were records of him also appearing as a wolf too. But Humbaba, Monroe, eh, Marchosius, he has told us lies. Marchosius is recorded as always telling the truth to questions. Your world's understanding of our kind is filled with inaccuracies. Marchosius does not possess the ability to lie to other demon kind. However, he thrives on lying to all others. I see. Marchosius. And he controls the ship now. Hey, Nati. Now is not the time to get contemplative. Oh, ah, uh, right. Why does Marchosius want the ship? What will happen when he crashes it into Earth? Though the time left on my existence is brief, and my hatred for your world is great, my hatred for Marchosius is now greater. I will give you the answers you seek. However, you must agree to assist me. Assist you? How? When my spirit essence fully drains from my wounds, I will be dispersed into non-existence like a statue of sand being blown apart by the wind. Fascinating. It would seem that if the energy that is keeping the quote spirit intact is damaged enough, the entity will break apart. The energy may not perish per se, but the consciousness will evaporate. Yes. However, this can be avoided. The Black Curtain. You have seen it just beyond the ledge. Drag my broken body to it. Once I am absorbed into its great singularity, my individuality and free will will cease to be. However, I will still exist. My memories and person will be trapped and mixed amongst the other memories and consciousnesses within. But it will still be intact. I have been contemplating this decision since I was struck down by Marchosius. I have decided that it is better to be preserved within the Black Curtain than to not exist. I don't understand. What is this Black Curtain? It is the Great Singularity. It is nothingness, and it is oneness together at the same time. It is all things that are outside of the Great Beast. What's the Great Beast? It is everything you have seen and are. All points you stand on, all wonders that glitter above your head. You stand on the great beast now, and you saw its body above and below you within the central verse. My god, the universe. He's talking about the universe. All the universes. They're alive. He's saying that everything we know, 
everything we see, all of the different dimensions that exist and that you have passed through, they are all a part of a giant creature. A living beast the size of all existence. You're saying that the black and brown bubbling sky we saw in that central dimension, with the red ropes hanging down and the oily scaly ground, that was alive? Yes. All perceived existence dances on the great beast's belly. Everything beyond the great beast is the black curtain. The great beast rules over the black curtain. It decides where its edges are. It decides where existence stretches out into. So, we just drop you off the ledge and you fall into the black curtain and poof? When the black curtain is touched by a spirit, it will attempt to assimilate it into its singularity. A spirit can fight back. However, very few do not become assimilated. The intimidation that is felt when the pull begins is not easily overcome. When I come into contact with it, I have no plans to fight back. Now, in my current state, I will gladly accept its grasping arms. If we help you, how do we know you will tell us the truth? How do I know? That if I tell you the truth, you will actually help me. All right. We'll help you. <sighs> Marchosius plans on dragging the great beast back into the Black Curtain, of which he will then rule over. What do you mean, drag back? The great beast was birthed from within the Black Curtain. A sudden burst outwards. How would crashing the ship into Earth drag everything into the Black Curtain? Marchosius has successfully corrupted your method of propulsion so that all verses have begun to merge on the ship. However, as your verse is beyond our normal grasp, it is not yet fully affected by the merging. You will need to crash the ship into the heart of your world in order to fully absorb it. When this occurs, all verses will be merged at a single point, and a new singularity will occur. It will absorb the great beast into it, which in turn will then allow the Black Curtain to easily absorb the new point of singularity due to its smaller and weaker state. However, Marchosius will escape the absorption due to his having possession over the ship when the crash occurs, as he will be in control of the ship, which will be the point of the collapsing verses. He will, in essence, be in control of the new singularity and will be able to physically position himself on the outside so that he will not be absorbed by it or by the Black Curtain. He will then be the new Great Beast, the Lord of the Black Curtain, 
the meaning of all things. Holy crap. I'll say. But why do they need to crash into Earth? If they just need to absorb our dimension, couldn't they just crash anywhere? He said that the ship needs to crash into the heart of our dimension. I guess Earth is an important place after all. But Umbaba, if the Great Beast is being threatened, why doesn't it do something? Why isn't it trying to stop Marchosius? The motivations and understanding of the Great Beast are beyond even Demonkind's knowledge. Perhaps the Great Beast is unaware of what is occurring. Perhaps it is aware and just does not care. I do not know. But why now? Why did you guys wait until now to try to do this? Both Marchosius and I have long desired for the opportunity to become the new Lord of the Black Curtain. However, the catalyst needed to cause the reaction was not available to us. But then we heard your propulsion. It vibrated throughout the verses. Marchosius heard a voice call out to him. He became aware of how your engines worked and sent you the evocation of the fallen seventh throne in order to summon him. One of my minions alerted me to what had occurred. I rushed forth in an attempt to claim the ship from him. I failed. And now I lay destroyed. My empire crumbled before me. It was the hypernocturnal drive. They must have heard it. God, there are a ton of hypernocturnal ships that drive through that area. It was probably just blind luck that something like this hasn't already happened. How do we get to Marchosius? We have to stop him. So where is the path? How do we get back to the ship? Continue forth in this direction. You will eventually come to a door made of bones at the base of the volcano. The verse beyond that door is a labyrinth. You must traverse its dangers. At the end of the labyrinth, there will be another door made of stone. Beyond it, there will be a final great challenge you must walk through. When you have walked far enough through the challenge, you will come to a door made of steel. Pass through that door, and you will be back on the ship, and alive once more. Alive? Yes. At least as you previously knew it. But be forewarned. The final challenge is great, and very few spirits pass through. Now, my time grows short. I have answered your questions. Drag my broken body to the ledge. Alright. Come, help me push him. Yeah. A sense of irony for my current state is not lost on me. To think I, Humbawa the Terrible, Lord of Intestines, would come to such a simplistic end. I have been 
watch us for over 12 billion years. I have terrorized entities that others run in fear at the mere scent of. I have ruled over a thousand different verses. And now, here, at the hands of my enemy's enemies, I am cast back into singularity. It will be as though I never existed. All I have been will melt into the mass like a glacier in salt. Alright, we made it to the ledge. Fitting end? I think not. Now, throw my tattered remains over the edge! Push him! He's gone. Ugh. Backing away from the edge. Okay. Now we know where we have to go to get back to the ship. But how do we stop him once we're there? Well, we know that we need to play the song that Daythross is calculating. However, we'll need to get to the bridge to do that. And that place is swarming with danger. Yeah. We were able to greatly weaken Humbaba by destroying his aura. I imagine that Marchosius will have an aura that can be destroyed too. Perhaps doing that will weaken him and the legions he controls enough to be able to get to the keyboard on the ship. He will probably keep it close to him, or in some place safe. Since he now has control of the ship, I wouldn't be surprised if he is keeping it there. That would probably be both the closest and safest place for it now. The questions are, what will his aura be? What will it look like? How is it destroyed? Where specifically will it be located on the ship? Yeah. Oh. Crap. We probably should have asked Humbaba all of that before we threw him over the ledge, huh? That would likely have been a good idea, Tania. Oops. Well, there's not much we can do about it now. But Daytrus, I'm still confused by something. He said that the hyper-nocturnal drive was responsible for causing all of this. How can that be true? Daytross? Hello? Did you hear me? Yes. I heard you. I do not doubt his claim. There are many things about the hyper-nocturnal drive that are unknown to the scientific community. Frankly, this gives us a giant missing piece to a puzzle we have been trying to put together for years. A missing piece to what puzzle? Why and how the hyper-nocturnal drive works. Wait, what? You're saying even you scientists don't know how the hyper-nocturnal drive works? Correct. Are you kidding? I mean... Look, I don't know exactly how it works, but I'm just a pilot. But you... How could you and your scientist buddies build something that you don't even understand? Your perceptions on what sciences are misled. Just because something was built, was brought into existence, does not mean that the creator understands all aspects of it. In science we create based on experimentation, and the effect that happens from that experimentation. 
Absolute truth and knowledge is not needed in order for science to function within its own laws. The hyper-nocturnal drive was created when a new element called Dachorki was discovered inside the heart of Jupiter. By mere accident, it was found that this element generated high-speed propulsion when music was played to it. Based on this discovery a spaceship engine was created using Jokorki at its core. Through experimentation we have been able to discover that certain songs affect propulsion in different ways. We have also discovered that through routing the energy given off by the Jokorki core, the hyperdocturnal drive can also be used to control the basic functions of a spaceship as well. That is all. That essentially is all that is known about hyperdocturnal. There has never been very much understanding as to why the drive works. But... There are safety features and stuff that were put up. The effect of the safety features has been fairly exaggerated, I am afraid. The safety features are mostly in place for the energy flow reroutes. They are really just there to make sure that the lights don't accidentally turn off and on when the propulsion drive is engaged. They actually don't do anything in relation to stopping or controlling the propulsion or functions of a Jokorki element. Jesus Christ, Atrus! Jesus Christ! I know. I've been flying hypernocturnal drives for ten years. You're telling me I've basically been buckling myself up to a ticking bomb this whole time. You guys had no idea. You had no idea what could happen. For all you know, one bad note, one misplaced octave at the wrong timing, and the entire ship would have exploded. And you still let us fly them. You let us fly them like it was no problem. How could you? After the hyperdocturnal drive was created, it was agreed upon by the scientific community that our species' need for efficient deep space travel outweighed the potential risks. The thought was that we would deal with accidents as they happened. You son of a bitch! You sick son of a bitch! We're just guinea pigs for you guys! The entirety of the human race moving back and forth through space on hypernocturnal drives while you bastards sit in your white tower waiting for something to explode! Before you are so quick to criticize our choices, I would like to remind you that the human race would still be stuck within a single solar system if it were not for hypernocturnal. We would still be fighting over small scrapes of land and the pitiful supply of resources available on them. Hyperdocturnal has allowed us to thrive in ways thought impossible. Yeah, well we'll all see how great the human race is thriving when everything gets dragged back into the dark, you goddamn idiots! Indeed. Okay, so Jokochi reacts when you play music to it. But it just moves things forward, right? How would it be able to cause all of this? I have been considering this. My current theory is that it has to do with this great beast that Humbaba spoke of. 
Based on the information we now know, I believe the hyperdocturnal drive acts on a multidimensional level. The movement that occurs may not be regular propulsion as we know it. It may in fact be the effect of riding a wave. When the music is played the Jotorki could potentially cause a ripple that travels throughout the multiple dimensions, and then comes back pushing the ship forward. As if the hyperdocturnal drive was moving forward by surfing on a wave of rippling dark matter. Dark matter? What does dark matter have to do with it? What is dark matter? Dark matter is a feature of a universe that has also been a mystery to the scientific community. Within physics, there is a large amount of gaps that exist. In order for most known laws of physics to work, there needs to be a certain type of matter that exists. However, we have been unable to really see or understand what this type of matter is. We call it dark matter, which is really just a dramatic way of saying, we don't know what it is. However, given what we now know, and have now experienced, I would hypothesize that dark matter is in fact a part of this great beast. Humbaba has stated that the great beast is all things within the dimensions you have traveled through. I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be the same in our own dimension. Based on your experiences, different parts of a great beast are either visible or not visible depending on what dimension you are in. The parts that are not visible within our dimension may be presenting themselves as dark matter. Okay, I understand. But still... Why would shooting music through the Great Beast cause a ripple? Have you ever heard a song that really moved you to the point that you felt like you got goosebumps and a ripple ran throughout your body? Yes. There you go. <laughs> so what? Hypernocturnal works by making the universe cry to a sad song? It would make sense as to why only a person would quote humanity, as Humbaba called it, can operate the keyboard successfully. I believe it goes beyond propulsion, though. Hyperdocturnal must be able to affect the Great Beast in ways that do more than just propel things forward. It apparently can also cause it to manifest things, or warp things, within the physics of a different dimension. The human race has likely not discovered compositions that cause these types of reactions yet. It is how Marchojas was summoned. It is how he has been able to possess the ship. And now it is how he will bring about the destruction of the multiverse. Well, son of a bitch. Come on. We need to find that door. Yeah.
the situation is dire for the ghouls lost in time. We'll be right back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Ever wanted to learn how to play guitar but lost your fingers in a championship speed buzzsawing accident? Well now you can be the maestro of the mariachi with clam hands. That's clam hands from the Butter Bungalow Company. Simply take the package of clams out of their box and attach them to your hand and bam, you have clams for fingers. Play guitar like a virtuoso with clam hands from the Butter Bungalow Company. And now back to Hyper Nocturnal, only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. I believe I have discovered everything I can from the computer at this point. I have unplugged, and I'm going to attempt to calculate the song we need to play to banish our chojas from my chair. Hopefully this will keep the computer from discovering what we are trying to do. Okay. now one with the black curtain. I felt it when it happened. So that means I inherited some things from him. And one of those things is you. I hear your throbs of pain. There you are. I have been found trying to escape. You won't escape me. Run, Daytrus! Run! The door won't open, attempting to pry it. I am on you! Door is open. I am through. Gah! Just missed you, human. <laughs> I like a game of cat and mouse. Go! Don't stop! Legions! Stop him! Two more readings. They are chasing me now as well. Just keep going forward. Get to another room. Block the door. You have no time, broken man. Heading towards one of the bedrooms. No! Don't let him go in there! The door. 
it opened on its own like normal. Stop him! Moving through. Trust, are you all right? Yes, at least for the moment. They haven't entered the room. I don't know why. The door opened up without me needing to pry it open. It just opened like normal. This is strange. This room, it is untouched by the corruption. It is completely normal. Where are you? One of the bedrooms. I can still hear you through the door, broken man. What do you want, Marchosias? So, you've discovered my name. I want you, human. I want your brain. The power of your mind would be a great asset to me when I am lord of all existence. You can't of me. Perhaps not at the moment, but soon. Why can't you enter this room? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Now, let me tell you something about the rules here. When one demon kind strikes down another demon kind, as I have done with Humbaba, he inherits all of his dominion. This includes his controlled verses, his controlled legions, and... His possessions. I want you to take a look at your leg and think about that for a while. I'll be back when you're in a more agreeable mood. Detras, are you alright? Yes, I'm alright. We are getting close. I think I can see the door from here. Yeah, you just gotta keep moving. Ah, oh, jeez. What? We just passed by one of those bluffs. Look, there's another ledge in the black curtain beyond it. You really don't like that thing, do you? I don't lie. Wait. Do you hear that? What? Music. It's music. Yeah. I hear it. Me too. I think it's coming from over there. I'm going to check it out. Mati, come on. You can't really believe that's a good idea. It's over here, somewhere. I can hear it. Mati, it is likely a trap. I know. I accept that. But we need information on what and where Marchosius's aura is. If this leads us to another demon, they may be able to tell us. They also may be able to eat us. Psh! 
come on. It's getting louder over here. It's in Finnish. I can hear it. They're singing in Finnish. What is it saying? Uh It's singing about uh singing a song. It's saying that I should listen to its song because it will tell me the truth or something like that. Wait. I think I hear singing too. I'm hearing it over here. Closer to the ledge. Be careful. Don't get too close to the edge. I'm fine, Tanya. Wait. I hear it clearer now. Yeah, they are singing about the same stuff over here, but they are singing in German, not Finnish. Or at least they're singing in German to me. Wait, I'm hearing something over here now. But in this direction. Hello, the sweet girl we have. Seen your body in the stars. We know of your life. And we know of your tale We love the way your life smells so we'll sing your song A song just for you to hear for your ears and yours alone Yeah They're singing about the same stuff to me But they're singing it in English Daytross Do you know what's going on? I am not able to hear the music. However, my assumption would be that it is not safe wherever you are. We have to find out where Marchosius' aura is. I have a feeling that whoever is doing this knows. Wait, they're singing to me again. <laughs> <gasps> what? What is it? No! 
Mutter, et valita, et aden, kill me this time. But to us, he to live by suit and sarcastic, he can't No! How do you know? Kai, who is this? Who is there? How do you know? Machi, what the hell is going on? There. Sing it to me. About something I I did, but no one knew. I know. Wait. The lyrics are starting up for me now too. Du warst noch sehr jung und ich war nicht alleine. Du sorgtest dich um mich, aber ich spätete. Anwesenheit nicht einmal, ich hatte andere. Dinge und Kraft und Besseres zu tun. Es ist schon traurig, dass du nein gemerkt hast. Wie egal du mir immer warst. Du verfugtest mich auf Schritt und Schritt, doch die Schritt waren so klein, dass du What? mich nicht inholen. Don't listen to it, Wolfgang. Don't listen to it. Don't <laughs> Nein! Get away from it! Get away! I said get away from it, Wolfgang! Come on! What? I didn't know. And when I tried to talk, you scorned my presence with your eyes. Your tongue let me know my no. words. I accepted no, no, it, no, 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 I loved you. I didn't do that. With no options left it wasn't for my head, I did what you had always wanted me to. I took what you said to heart. You are so much smarter than me. And everything I wanted to be Shut up! Shut up! So I stood on the ledge and performed my swan song for you Before I dropped into the wide open rocky waters I just wanted you to know I was thinking of you The whole time No! No! It's not fair. It wasn't my fault. I didn't mean to be so mean to you. It was your choice to do it. I'm not to blame. Please don't blame me. You three, listen to me. You must escape. Stop listening and get out of there. 
Last keu du et hilja pol vil jesia vil sit. Sormesi laskit verta hanen jam koinsa. Risu et hanet ja laskeu du et vierelin. Sinun katesiole patenet. Hanan en la manzati oli tiet ja ole miet osa haaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
Wolfgang! Come on! We need to leave! He's here! I-I can feel it! He's really here! No, he's not! No! Tanya! My father! He died years ago! He can't be here! He's a spirit! A spirit like I am now! He can be here! And he wants to see me! Come to 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 me! Leave. 
for you be next. Sonia! He's gone. He's gone. Sonia, get up! We're going to drag you over the ledge too! It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Sonia, I'm not helping you! I'm not going in there and getting dragged in myself! Fine! Be that way! I'm leaving! I'm leaving without you! I've let him fall. I've let him fall down. Tadia, I know, but you need to get up. It doesn't matter, Daytrop. Nothing matters. Who cares if I'm pulled over? Who cares if everything dies? I'm already dead. I might as well not exist. And the rest of the world might as well not exist either. If you are not able to get up for yourself, and think of other people, do you not have anyone back home that you care about? That cares about you? I do. Then do you think for one second that Wolfgang would want them to suffer his fate too? Get up. They're all around me. I have nowhere to run. A woman like you always has a place to run. If there is no path forward, then make one. Fine! Ah! They've got a hold of me! Fight, Tania. Fight. Don't let them take control of you. Don't let them push you over the edge. I knocked run over! I have a way through! Go! Go! Yeah! I'm out! I'm running! I'm running! the story after this word from our sponsor. Signal sending. Please respond. No response. Distress 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 signal sending. Please respond.
And now back to Hyper Nocturnal, only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Are you safe? Yeah. I'm safe. I'm heading towards the base of the volcano. Mati ran off in that direction, too. You are? I'm not going to do anything rash when I find him. I still need him at this point, as he knows more about this ghost stuff than me. And after this is all over, what will you do then? Don't ask me to think too far ahead right now. Understood. How are things on the ship? Fine for the moment. Same as before. I'm still in the bedroom. I'm currently working on calculating on how we will need to manipulate the hyper-nocturnal drive in order to defeat Marchosia's. The information we received from Humbaba has shed some light on a new direction for me. If we can do enough damage to his spirit he will break apart. The threat will extinguished. I believe this is the approach we now need to take, instead of merely banishing him. Due to the amount that the dimensions have collapsed on the ship, I don't think that banishing him to another dimension would really do anything productive. We need to fall out destroy him. Or push him into the black curtain. <sighs> Sorry. Too soon? Yeah. Well, either way, I think destroying him is the best option at this point anyway. Unfortunately, he is very powerful right now. Without a doubt, we will need to identify his aura and destroy it. However, based on what happened with Humbaba, we know that destroying the aura will not destroy Marchosia's within itself. Additionally, based on the fight I saw between the two of them, Marchosia's will still be considerably powerful when his aura is destroyed. At least in spirit form. However, if we were able to get him to become physical, alive like I am, it may be easier. We could lure him into an airlock and shoot him out into space, or suffocate him. We wouldn't be able to do that in his spirit form. If I can devise a way so that a great deal of compression would happen on his energy-based state, it could make it so that his energy, his spirit, becomes solid and alive like a normal human. 
I would have to do it in such a way so that he becomes alive without having the soft energy core of his being remaining intact. If that were to happen, then killing him while he was solid would just put him back into spirit form. But if his entire spirit becomes solid, straight through to the sender, then I believe that killing him in that state will destroy him much in the same way that doing a large amount of damage to his spirit would. It will break apart his consciousness. Got it. Keep moving, Tania. I'm going to work on the calculations here. If I can do this correctly, we can use the hyper-nocturnal drive to both put Marchosias in a solid state, and tell us where his aura is. It will be a complicated song, that is for sure. Unless there was another way. What do you mean, another way? I don't know. Merely a theory right now. I'll have to think more about it. But in the meantime, I will concentrate on the song. Okay. They are still trying to get into the room. Why can't they? What is so special about this room? I don't see anything. What's this? An ID badge. Wait. This is Maddie's bedroom. What was he doing in here? There is salt on the floor. And there are symbols on the wall next to the door on both sides. The wardrobe locker is locked. What is he hiding? Oh dear. Marty. You're alive. I'm sorry. I was scared. I didn't want to get dragged in two. Come on. We have to keep moving. Yeah. Tanya, get away from Maddie. What? Why? What's going on? I found what was in your wardrobe locker, Maddie. Oh. Oh. Oh no. No, no. It's not what you think! Then what is it, Maddie? What the hell else could it possibly be? I, uh... I... I, I can explain. I found an altar, Tania. I found an altar covered in blood and with a piece of meat on it. There is salt all over the floor, and there are symbols on the wall. What? 
Mati, you said you were religious. You kept saying that you used to practice a religion very devoutly. You said you were very concerned with the demon threat to the human world. You talked about it over and over again. But you never actually said what the religion was, did you? Well? What was it? Uh, it... It didn't... really have a proper name. What was it? Tell me what it was! <sighs> Some... referred to it as... Satan worship. Oh, Jesus Christ! You're a goddamn Satan worshiper! This whole goddamn time, a Satan worshiper! That's how you knew what was going on! I... I didn't think I needed to tell you. I didn't think it affected anything. You didn't think you needed to tell me! You're the enemy, aren't you? This whole time, you've been leading us into these traps we keep getting in! No! No! I swear! I'm not on their side! They're after me just as much as they're after you! The altar. The ritual you performed in here. It protected the room from them, didn't it? That's why no one can enter here. Yes. It is normal to put protections on the space you are performing rituals in. But... I wasn't doing anything malicious. You have to believe me! Why should I believe you? Why should I believe one goddamn word? You didn't even try to come and help when Wolfgang was grabbed! I'm sorry. I was... I was scared. I told you, I was scared! Convenient, Mati. Really friggin' convenient! God damn it. Well? Explain yourself! <sighs> yes. I am a Satan worshipper. Or... At least I was. I mean... I guess I never officially stopped being one. I just sort of fell out of practice for a while. It was something that was a big part of my life since I was a young man. There was a group in Helsinki that I joined up with. I did a lot to join up with them. And it was just something that I did for a while. Just something you did? Yeah, it was. It was something I agreed with. The ideas that were a part of it. All the talk about power and taking control. It's something I always longed for. I always felt that the world was weak, was full of those lesser than me, lesser than other greater people. Yet they were the ones that the world paid attention to and took pity on. Satan worship spoke out against that, so I latched onto it. Not helping your cause, Marty. Well, I don't know what to say. Look, we didn't do good things. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we are innocent and happy misunderstood people. We weren't. We longed for the day that the demon world would take over the human world. When the devil himself would rule over the weak and give prize to the strong. We would lie, cheat, steal, and kill in order to bring the demonic into our world. Well, Jesus Christ, if you can't trust a Satanist, who can you trust? Not a Satanist. A Satan worshipper. It's different. Satanists don't actually believe in Satan and demons. They're actually atheists, more concerned with personal individuality than anything else. No, I was an actual Satan worshipper. We did believe in the demon world, believed in it very much. Again, not helping your case, Mati. 
I know, I know. I'm not a good person. I'm not a good person at all. And I never have been. But I swear I did not cause this. When I started to become famous with the cooking, it took over my time. I found I didn't need Satan worship anymore to feel powerful. I had that feeling every day when I cooked. I was in control of everything. Who needs demons to make you feel powerful when you have fans in the waitstaff? <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't funny. But again, I haven't done any Satan worship in years. The worst thing I've been guilty of since becoming a chef is cheating on my taxes. Then what about the altar I have found? Oh, uh, well, that's just, uh... Just spit it out already! I... Look, I've been stressed out lately on the ship. I've just been feeling really crappy about everything and about myself. You saw me blow up at you. I needed something to relax me. So, I figured I would do a quick ritual and make an altar to a few of my preferred demons. I wasn't asking them to be summoned or anything. I was just asking to relax. The ritual is normally harmless. I certainly never expected any of this. God, that's how they found us, isn't it? It wasn't just random that our ship got possessed after all. They must have heard the ritual you were doing as we were passing by and sent us the sheet music. Possibly. I don't know. Well, so what am I supposed to do then? I have to get to the damn ship. I have to save the day here. But you, you were supposed to be my buddy, my backup. Now you're telling me you've killed people and have been worshipping these demons? Well, I don't feel that way anymore. About worshipping them and wanting them to take over the human world. What changed then? Well, I hadn't really felt that way for a long time. Again, I had my restaurant and my fame. If the demons came and took over, that would go away. I don't want that to go away. As long as Earth exists, as is. Then so does the memory of my glory. Also, I died. I actually saw what it was like on this side. And it's different. It's completely different from what I thought. These demons and spirits. They don't care about the strong. They don't care about me. They flat out just don't care. Strong or weak, it doesn't matter. There is no glory here. There is no real power either. Unless you are the great beast that is. There's nothing. There are so many verses and everything is so big. It doesn't matter. It just... Nothing matters. Your personal power doesn't matter. Your past glory doesn't matter. Your future potential doesn't matter. No. No, there is nothing for me here. After seeing what this place has to offer, I don't want them taking over Earth. I don't want them ruling the one place where personal power does matter. Being here has made me see that Earth is special, and I want to save it too. Jesus Christ. Look, I've helped you out so far, right? If I was working for the demons, why would I have done all the things I have done? Why was I yelling at you while you were sitting there and the bodies were closing in? I'm here to help, Tanya. You have to believe me. Besides, you don't have anyone else who knows more about the demon world than me right now. Walk ahead of me. I want to keep my eye on you. Okay. Daytrust. <laughs>
We are heading towards the door at the base of the volcano again. Be careful, Tandia. Yeah. Is it? We just turned a corner. We can see the door again. We're up close now. It's giant. It's built into the side of the volcano into the rock. It must stretch up 30 feet high by 10 feet long. It's made completely out of human bones. Well, this is definitely what Humbaba was talking about. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find a way to get it open. Okay. I am here, Marty. What? Who said that? It's me, Marty. It's Marchosius. I am speaking through the hand that hangs around your neck. Don't worry. I've made it so that the others can't hear us speak. But don't let the woman get too close to you. If the head comes too close to the hand, everyone will be able to hear us. How are you able to speak to me? The bodies, Marty. You only took one of the bodies from the bridge. The rest of them are up here with me. I'm able to talk to you through them. I've been able to listen to you through them this whole time, too. What do you want? <laughs> well, originally I was perfectly happy guiding you to your doom. And it seemed to be working nicely. The rhythm we heard in that dimension. That was you, wasn't it? You purposely led us to this dimension. You knew the song that we heard occurred here. You thought we wouldn't be strong enough to resist it. You were trying to get us all trapped in the Black Curtain. Yes, and I was one-third correct. <laughs> However, my opinion has just changed on what my tactics against you should be. I heard your little tale. I never knew you were so familiar with my kind, Marty. You should have told me in the beginning. I want you. I want you, Marty. I want you to help me. Why should I help you? Marty, come here. I think I found out how to get the door open. Uh, okay, coming. When you are in the labyrinth, Verse, find a moment to get away from her. When you are alone, we can talk further about my proposition. Do not say anything to her or the one on the ship. Okay. Good boy. Marty! Uh, coming! Alright, there are these two handle things. Help me push. Okay. Okay, it's open. Come on. Weird. What do you see? As soon as we entered the doors, the entrance quickly sloped down and narrowed. We are now in a narrow hallway made out of wood. Like we are inside of a wooden house. 
It's dimly lit in here. There are lit candles at various points along the walls. There's also dirt everywhere. And some points of the wall look like they have dried blood on them. The hallway takes a sharp 90 degree turn to the left further up ahead. The door just closed behind us. All right. Well, it looks like we have to move through. Ready? Yes, Tanya, I'm ready. I'm right here behind you. That was episode 5 of Hyper Nocturnal. Tune in next week for episode 6, The Labyrinth. This week's episode of Hyper Nocturnal was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Georgia Seacrest as Tanya Belaranovich, Jonathan Tompkins as Wolfgang Thaler, Charles Davis as Matia Nenenen, Dave Robison as Matrosius, and Seth Bender as Humbaba. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you this final word from one of our sponsors. Everyone needs to open doors throughout their lives, but just think of all the effort you have to put in to turn that annoying doorknob. Well, now you don't have to with a brand new doorknobbler. The good folks at the Lethargy Institute have invented a fantastic new product that makes turning a doorknob 20% easier than before. Simply tie the doorknobbler around the doorknob and then turn the screw with a screwdriver and your door will suddenly open with ease. That's the doorknobbler from the Lethargy Institute. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can listen to our latest radio play podcasts on iTunes, Zune, SoundCloud, and on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. New episodes are uploaded on Sundays. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave us a review. If you have any questions or feedback, you can tweet them to us at sfradiotheater or email them to us at sci-fi-radio-theater at gmail.com. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly podcast may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's interviews, convention reports, commentary on geek culture, games, sci-fi and fantasy television, literature, and film provided a feeling of fullness while promoting health for optimal geekiness. The Anomaly podcast is not suitable for all people. Only geekily active cool chicks with a healthy sense of humor should listen. Geekily active cool guys should listen, too. Anomaly has resulted in sudden fits of squee. Broad smiles may appear without warning and could become permanent. The most common side effects of Anomaly are unconsciously joining in the Gamma Quadrant golf clap, out loud, at work, to the amusement of co-workers, and attempting to interject opinions aloud to hosts who can't hear the listener. But in all cases, the benefits outweigh the risks. Ask your anomaly if you're healthy enough for entertainment of this caliber. You don't need a doctor's messy handwriting to obtain a free subscription. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher Radio and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. You can also stream episodes of Anomaly and Anomaly Supplemental at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. 
Just one one-hour episode provides 24 hours of relief and never leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Music by JewelBeat.com In the beginning, our world was divided. Light and dark. Natural and supernatural. And thus, the world began. Oh. Okay, well, that cleared up absolutely nothing. Why are you not still in shock? Be in shock again, please. A depressed therapist. You know, I don't think I've ever actually lain down on my own couch before. It's actually really lumpy and itchy and uncomfortable. A badass monster hunter. There was a ghost in your apartment. Ah. I have destroyed it. You got a name? Yes. Cool. Uh, Me too. I hear lots of people do these days. A ghostly secretary. What? I'm going to stop coming into work because of some minor condition? What? Death? The minor condition of death? Yeah. Leave me on the floor. I've always loved the carpeting anyway. Very pleasant beige. And this guy. Guess what? I have schizophrenia. Schizophrenia, huh? It just hit me. You know? I woke up one morning and BAM! Schizophrenia! They might just be humanity's last hope. Are your spirits feeling dispirited? I don't believe in evil. Are your personal demons becoming literal demons? I think everyone has issues, and sometimes those issues lead to bad choices. Are you dead on the inside and on the outside? People just need help. Call Dr. Carp, paranormal therapist. Maybe we can give them that. Or humanity might be screwed. You said that there was a ghost in my apartment, so you destroyed it. Yes. I don't understand... of pronoun ambiguity. Place was possessed. No time for an exorcism. Thought fast. I saved your cat. Dr. Carp, Paranormal Therapist. A new radio drama series airing on Saturdays on iTunes and SoundCloud starting June 15th.